Brianna, thank you. My name is Valerie Davidson, and I serve as the president CEO of the Alaska Native Tribal Health Consortium. We're a statewide tribal health organization serving all 229 federally recognized tribes in Alaska and all Alaska Native and American Indian people in Alaska. Chairman Schatz, uh, Vice Chair Murkowski, my favorite, and members of the committee, thank you for holding this hearing on water as a trust resource. As you've heard repeatedly today, reliable water and sanitation services really are critical to the health and well being of our families and our communities. Senator Murkowski mentioned earlier, uh, Vice Chair Murkowski mentioned that Alaskans living in communities without Access to running water are five times more likely to be hospitalized for lower respiratory tract infections and 11 times more likely to be hospitalized for pneumonia than those without it. And this is not theory. These are not numbers. These are actually real people that we know and love. My youngest daughter contracted RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, when she was only eight, eight months old and she was hospitalized for nine days fighting for her life. And her compromised respiratory system meant by the time she was seven years old, she had been hospitalized nine times. And ironically, I was in DC advocating for sanitation funding to improve our health when I received the call that she was in the hospital. And that baby is now 20 years old today. And sadly, her experience is common. In our underserved communities, we expect one out of every three infants to be hospitalized every year. And imagine in the room that you're in today, one out of every three people as babies being hospitalized every year and suffering long-term respiratory issues. That would be unacceptable. We really appreciate the significant federal investment over 40 years that has dramatically reduced the number of unserved communities. Today, though, roughly 20% of our homes in Alaska, uh, in rural Alaska Native homes, still lack in-home piped water, and 34 communities remain unserved, even in these great United States of America. But thanks to your leadership, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act provides resources to help and we so appreciate your prioritization of projects in communities whose high cost of service historically disqualified them from funding. Because without your brilliant vision of making that change, communities without running water would have continued to go without it. And our children would have continued to suffer, not only physically, but also the message that they heard at the time before your intervention is that their lives weren't worth as much as the life of as other Americans. And so on behalf of those who live, who will live healthier lives because of your investment, we really appreciate the members of this committee for your advocacy and your leadership. We also appreciate our partners at the IHS for their work in ensuring that these resources reach the communities intended by Congress. And ANTHC absolutely supports the IHS FY23 allocation decision for infrastructure funding because we recognize that this legislation is intended to address the most challenging communities to serve, those that were considered economically infeasible um, under prior policy. ANTHC also supports the IHS FY23 allocation 
of $65.5 million for projects that exceed the original bus budget estimate due to persistent inflation and ongoing supply chain challenges. This challenge of rising costs also impacts the ongoing operation and maintenance of these systems. The good news is that the Indian Healthcare Improvement Act recognizes IHS's authority to provide funding in support of operating, managing, and maintaining tribal water and wastewater facilities. IHS acknowledged that authority and the need for O&M funding in its FY24 congressional justification. And the inclusion of O&M in the FY24 justification is an important step in the right direction. For decades, ANTHC and our partners in the tribal health system have really worked with local and regional operation um, to increase local and regional operational capacity in support of these systems. And while we've made great progress, the most significant challenge continues to be the ongoing lack of fin ongoing financial support to support these activities. And we look forward to working with Congress and the IHS to ensure that operation and maintenance resources necessary to protect your investment of federal infrastructure in our communities continues. We appreciate the committee's focus on such an important and pressing issue and appreciate the opportunity to provide testimony today. Poyana, thank you.